0: Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, January the 6th, 2014. This is episode number 162 of Purple Mafia, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on air again with you, regardless if it's cold as you know what, or if it's a warm day, or if it's... uh the Vikings in the playoffs, or if it's not the Vikings in the playoffs. Hey, at least there's San Francisco and New England out there. <laughs> and at least Green Bay won't be for much longer. No, in fact, they won't be at all. Thank you very much, San Francisco. Yes, sir, it is playoff time. It is time to talk about playoff football. So we are definitely going to do that. This will be a... Well, it's going to be kind of similar in a sense. Yeah, it's going to be similar because, as most of the other shows, because... Yeah, we're going to review games. Not going to go highly in-depth, like as if it was a Viking game, but, you know, I'm going to review the four games a bit, as much as I can, without being too long. And then, of course, we'll take a break, preview uh, the divisional round, and all that good stuff, then the fan interaction with Facebook and Twitter for the Purple Mafia Show page on both of those. But first, before we even get to the game reviews, we're going to talk about the Viking news, because this is a Viking podcast, first and foremost. Vikings and NFL if you know what I mean because it's like to cover the postseason talk about it, it's a lot of fun so that's all there is to it no call-ins today, but the phone line for future reference is 209-736-7877 209-736-7877 it is a voicemail do treat it as such mention what show you're calling Mm -hmm. into which is of course Purple Mafia or you could just say hey Joey (laughs) and have your statement, shout out, comment, question whatever it is, and there you go So, yes, as mentioned, (laughs) there is Viking news to talk about, or at least uh, potential news anyway. Um, Well, (laughs) the coaching search is still very much on, and I'm not going to get into the other story that seems to be hogging all the Viking news right now. I'm not going to get into it, because, you know what, quite frankly, it's not Viking related. It's really not. Maybe it kind of is, but... Well, it was Viking-related when he was released, so that's about all I'm going to do. This is a football show, okay? So if you want to just debate on and on about Mm -hmm. all that, that's up to you. All right, so we'll get to the bad news first. Aaron Henderson has had his second DUI. Um, That's about it. Adios. Happy trails to you. We're going to get into the fan interaction of that later on. That'll be very early on the Facebook page. Just hear what the fans had to say about it. There's quite a few comments there on that one. Uh, (laughs) And, uh, yeah, rock and roll. Good job. Thank you very much for that. Um, Jay Cutler will obviously has obviously signed with the Bears. There's some man in direction with that as well. Nobody seems to give a rat about that. So the Viking quarterback search um, will most likely lead into April, May, whenever the draft is going to be. I believe it's May now. Oh, goody. And I'm not sure we're going to be getting Johnny Manziel because I don't think we'll be picking high enough. Um, <laughs> Spielman has traded up before. But I don't think he'll trade up in this sense. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't think he'll give up the farm for a maybe quarterback. So, yeah, there's no Andrew Luck available in RG3 and all that good stuff. So we're happy for him there. Uh, yes, the same names are there. The, the Jay Grudens, the Dan Quinns, the Zimmers. Gruden and Zimmer are the two coordinators for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Jay Gruden, uh, we'll get more into... How I feel about the Cincinnati Bengals and how they executed that football game yesterday. But, uh, yeah, he will be interviewed by the Vikings, or at least the Vikings have asked to interview him. So looking forward to that. I still like him, still think highly of him, but maybe not quite as high as I did at one point. Um, the Redskins seem to be looking at some of the uh, a lot of the same guys we are, like uh, Franklin from Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt... Yes, sir. Vandy, whatever they call it. Like, the Vikings are potentially looking at him as well. Josh McDaniels has interviewed with the Cleveland Browns. What are the Browns doing? Ugh. So, at one point, it just sounded like they were interested in Jim Schwartz. Not necessarily, uh... (laughs) Not necessarily... There hasn't really been any report of what's really going on, though. So, we'll see where things go from there. In other NFL coaching... Well, (laughs) coaching news and such. Well, the... The Bay Buccaneers have inked Lovey Smith. The Houston Texans have inked Bill O'Brien. So, um, well, we did talk about Bill O'Brien in the last episode. That could be a good one for the Houston Texans. We'll see, though. It could be good, maybe not. Uh, one thing me and my buddy Jefferson at work, buddy and trainer uh, trainer at work, uh, talked about is, well, see, a lot of the college coaches have not done so well in the NFL, like Shiano and Nick Saban and, and others several others. Uh, Chip Kelly's off to a good start, but we'll see. Didn't exactly win this weekend. Again, we're going to get back to that very shortly here as I continue to bounce around at the news. But uh, there are a few that have made it because they've been in the NFL before, like Pete Carroll, like Jim Harbaugh, and like Bill O'Brien, who was an offensive coordinator with the New England Patriots. And I know a lot of people have Bill Belichick uh, (laughs) fatigue when it comes to all of his assistants because they've all failed as head coaches so far including Josh McDaniels, uh, Weiss, all those guys. Of course, Weiss was a great college coach. So, uh, we'll see. I, I I don't know, we'll see. I, I have a good feeling about Bill O'Brien, actually. But yes, Lovey Smith will be coaching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, well, he's named a defensive coordinator. Um, I can't remember who it was, though. Okay, yeah, it's Leslie Frazier. Uh, <laughs> and yes, how ironic that um, they get together in Tampa Bay, and in the past they coached the Tampa 2, which in my mind, I said in the last episode, I don't care if you think this is funny or not, but uh, it's basically the equivalent of putting Windows 98 on your computer, in terms of uh, how compatible that defense has been with the NFL today. Uh, Both of them had better change their defensive schemes if they're going to be successful in Tampa Bay. It was good for a long time, the Tampa 2, very successful. In fact, it was a way to help stop uh, Randy Moss in the past. But now... You gotta, they got they got to change their their strategy. I really hope they don't go into Tampa Bay with the Tampa 2 approach at least for their sake. I mean, hell, I'd love to go kick the Tampa Bay Bucks ass. That'd be great. No offense Leslie, but yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> but other than that, really no major progress has been made. It's pretty much the same names uh, have been on the Vikings table. Ken Wisenhut, I haven't really heard anything about it though. I though they say he is on the Vikings list, though. So. We're not hearing anything about any type of interview with him. So, And, of course, Ken Wisenhunt's San Diego Chargers are still playing. Yes, yes. I continue to tease here to that. So that's pretty much the gist of the Viking news, other than, yeah, that the former punter. I don't even want to say his name. No offense. You know, I just want to leave that out of the show. It's, what the hell, you know, What? What? just, it's too much. <laughs> it, it really is. So... And, you know, that has nothing to do with politics. You know, I don't want to really talk politics on this show. I I just don't, because it's not healthy for the show. It's just not. I mean, this is a football show. Let's talk about football, okay? Please. There's so many other things to talk about other than the former punter. So, yes, uh, speaking of Ken Wazenot, I'll mention this very quickly. He's among the Lions candidates. That's bad news for Viking fans. Very good news for Lions fans. Um... (laughs) That's not good. We'll we'll have to see what happens with that one. So and I'm reading this that I the Falcons support their same the Falcons still support their coach. I can't believe I'm what I'm reading. Mike Smith, they still want to keep Mike Smith in Atlanta. I have no idea what you're thinking, Atlanta. I mean good good for you though. Okay, let's get moving here before this show is like a three hour show. Yep, wild card round. Oh goody. Yeah. Wild card round. Oh goody. The Kansas City Chiefs were throttling the Indianapolis Colts, just just taking them, having them for lunch. I'm like, wow, look at what the Chiefs are doing. They're finally going to win a playoff game. Man, and I was, and to think, man, Farzine, gosh, I'm sorry. I thought, (laughs) I was all like, oh, the Chiefs are gone. They always lose in the first round, no matter how good they are. They always blow it, and and now, now they're on the road, and the way they've been kind of giving away this season... The last half or so of the season, they've not been the same team. And they're on the road in Indianapolis. Andrew Luck is on the rise. A lot of us think that they're going to the AFC Conference Championship, and there's still a very good chance they will. We'll we'll see with that one, though. Um, (laughs) And now the Colts, you know, getting their ass kicked by the Chiefs on the road. Wow, this is a different Chiefs team now. They're really showing what they can do here. Alex Smith's getting it done. Jamal Charles is doing well. How about them Chiefs? Oh my God, they're up! Was it thirty-eight to ten at one point? Yeah, thirty-eight to ten. Huh. They're just kicking their ass, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it's thirty-eight to ten. You know, how about them Chiefs? They're just wow! That early touchdown from Alex Smith to Niall Davis. Boy, it's on! Oh, how cute! The Colts scored a touchdown really quick. Yeah, they're still down thirty-eight to uh, thirty-eight to seventeen, though. Ah, it'll be fine. Yeah, oh, the Chiefs did nothing. They get another three and out. Oh, oh, the, oh! How precious! The Colts top scored again, thirty-eight to twenty-four. Huh. Ah. Uh, well, the Chiefs respond. At least they got a field goal out of it. They couldn't finish, but they got a field goal out of suck up, forty-one twenty-four. See, told you the Chiefs are going to win. Now, told you because well, even though I didn't think they were going to win, I mean, but they they got this game. They're fine. No, Chiefs score. <laughs> the Colts marched down the field again. Now it's a ten-point game going into the fourth quarter, and it's like, okay, uh, now it's time to start getting nervous, Chiefs fans, <laughs> because the Colts mount another good, g- 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 another good drive, and now it's thirty-eight to forty-one, and it's like, oh my God, are you kidding me, Kansas City? Are you serious? You're not serious, are you? Well, at least they're being serious on this drive, nice solid drive, but again, they can't get in the end zone. Ryan Stuck up does get another field goal out of it, so the Chiefs are up by six. Oh boy, that's not good. Why do you have a sneaky feeling that somehow the Colts are going to take the lead and win this thing? (laughs) Yeah, they did take the lead, and the Chiefs couldn't really do anything after that, and despite a great game by Alex Smith, with four touchdowns, almost 400 yards, Andrew Luck, horrible interceptions early on, was getting his ass kicked, that's where the Chiefs took the lead. Won up with three interceptions, but those four touchdown passes... In the second half, oh my, just devastating for the Chiefs. Through for almost four hundred and fifty yards. Both of the quarterbacks completion percentages are around sixty-five. Oh the Colts take out the Chiefs. I mean it was just unbelievable to see. Just unbelievable to see how <laughs> having dinner and had the game on in the background. I'm just staring at the screen like you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be kidding me. This this really starting to feel like Buffalo and Houston. And it was very much like Buffalo and Houston very similar cuz remember all the Houston Oilers in the Warren Moon days yeah i just said Houston Oilers in the Warren Moon days could never win a playoff game just could not happen but oh they got it this time they're up by 32 buffalo bills man <laughs> hey you know <laughs> you you've, you've been to what how many super bowls in a row at this point um they've been to, they've been to two super bowls in a row yeah it it's over you know it was a nice run crazy how you can get back to the super bowl after losing it but yeah it was a nice run for buffalo oh cute, they scored, so on and so forth, and then, oh my god, they're going to win. Oh my god, they're going to win! And they did. Uh, And the Buffalo Bills won the game, and the Indianapolis Colts won the game. One of the greatest comebacks of all time. Andrew Luck is now captain, uh, captain comeback, just like Jim Harbaugh once was with the Indianapolis Colts years ago, and now he's the head coach of course, of the San Francisco 49ers. And (laughs) <laughs> just one of the most entertaining coaches I've ever seen. <laughs> and I, you know, uh, hell, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for that club go, going into this playoffs again, and I was rooting for the club going into the season, unless they ran into Minnesota in the postseason, which, of course, they will not be doing. Man, as good as Alex Smith was, the Chiefs just could not get it done. The defense let them down in a big way, and Alex Smith was not clutch in the second half at all. You know, they just didn't get it done. The Chiefs' offense went to sleep in the second half They got Vanilla, and boy, oh boy, did it cost them. Yes, you had a lead, but you got to keep fighting. Especially when you see Andrew Luck on the the other team, on the other sideline. And my God, did Andrew Luck make up for what looked like he was going to be a joke in the postseason for years to come. Like, he's a failure. He's never going to be, he's never going to be anything. He's just over, he's going to be another Tony Romo and and Matt Ryan. Another guy who just puts up numbers beyond, beyond belief. The hype is off the charts but he can't even win a stinking playoff game even at home. Well, He's won a playoff game at home now. <laughs> and now they are a serious threat the rest of the way because when you build that, when you win with this type of in this type of fashion, that is a momentum builder going into the future rounds and boy, is it going to be interesting to see what the Colts do. Let's move on to the second game. Oh, this is really boring. Yeah, I didn't like this game at all. Oh, what a boring game. Now, I like defense. The first half was pretty much unwatchable, though. It was just, you know, it was nice to see the... It was weird seeing the Eagles actually play good defense and the New Orleans Saints offense really not do much. But the second half kind of got the, the the offensive fans that saw this game as being a barn burner. Uh, well, it, it, it made them a little bit happier. A little bit happier, yes. Uh, <laughs> New Orleans scored... 21 points. No, 20 points in the second half. And the Philadelphia 76ers. No, Philadelphia Eagles I was just doing that to see if you are paying attention. <laughs> Scored 17 in the second half. So a little more a little more offense. But unfortunately, the team, the wrong team won. And yeah, in both cases, I was right. I guess I'm... Gosh, I think I was undefeated, wasn't I? No, I picked Cincinnati. Flip. So I was 3-1 this weekend. Stupid idiot. Never pick Cincinnati to win a playoff game again. What was I thinking? But, yeah, I'm already ranting on a future game here. That's how much I thought about this New Orleans and uh, Philadelphia game. Ugh, just whatever. And when I saw Shane Graham kick the field goal with no time left, I was like, damn it. You you knew the Saints were going to win, the way they were marching down the field in the second half and how the... Eagles defense was just as wide open as it was most of the regular season when they were winning games 38 to 34 and losing games 42 to 38 it's like whatever 41 38 whatever that's the Eagles that's the new Eagles right now um a talented team with a nice future I think but unfortunately the Saints are playoff tested doesn't it, it doesn't matter <laughs> and yes even though they never won a road game pretty much of late oh, boy I Still that still hurts. If only the Vikings could have won one of those stupid games on the road with the with the Bears or the or the Cardinals or the freaking Panthers. Vikings would have been at home in the dome and I think they would have probably won the Super Bowl that year. I'm still bitter about that, as you might imagine. But yeah, the Saints did win a road game. Yeah, their first road win in like a thousand years in the postseason, maybe their first ever. <laughs> yeah, they did it. The Saints did it. Oh, I'm still, still pissed off about this one. Because <laughs> remember how the Saints couldn't beat the Seahawks um, in the second round years ago? Because the Seahawks, uh, or first round, excuse me, Seahawks had home field advantage despite the fact they were 7-9 because division champions get home field advantage regardless if your record's way better than theirs. Saints could not uh, win that game because they were on the road and that was awesome. Seeing a 7-9 and Seattle team in the second round with Pete Carroll leading the way. All a, all a harbinger for things to come with that Seahawks team. Yeah, we'll get to them pretty soon here. Um, New Orleans got the job done. And, uh, well, now they got to go to Seattle again. And uh, we'll see where things go from there. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Go, go get them Seahawks in that one, I think. Because <laughs> I hate the Saints. I don't care. Underdog my ass. I hate the Saints. Hate them. God, I used to love them so much. Oh alright move on move on Joey please move on please move on Joey oh no Florida State has beaten Auburn oh gosh well I guess that's the end of because uh, I'm not a big Florida State fan even though I'm not a college football fan oh Cedric I feel for you buddy Cedric Paulding mm, I saw him posting on Facebook how excited he was because Auburn was winning this one. oh, oh that sucks I, I feel for you Cedric I, I hope you're listening oh damn it stupid noise. <laughs> yeah, it's going off in the background. Sorry, guys. Um, so, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yes, that San Diego and Cincinnati game. Yeah, the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, they had a cute little run. Can't believe they made the playoffs. And it was just like, Cincinnati's not doing jack squat, are they? Why are they playing so conservative when they were, their offense was really awesome this, this whole season? They were 11-5 and five this year. And their defense is really good. There's a reason why people want their coordinators. Because they're an attractive team the way they've played all year. And it's like, they're just like the Chiefs. <laughs> when it's playoff time, it's like, oh, okay, oh my god, oh no, 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 no. we got to slow, we got to be very careful here. Um, slow down, guys. <laughs> yeah, and um, we're going to be as vanilla as possible on everything. On both sides of the, uh, the ball, and that's what Cincinnati did. And they got their butts handed to them in their own stadium. In a 44 degree rainy, rainy stadium, <laughs> San Diego Padres. No, San Diego Chargers. Pardon me, I'm going nuts here. 27 to 10. Another unwatchable game. Oh my God, Andy Dalton. What the hell? I mean, what? What a mess. Now they played so conservative, and then when they tried to make plays in the second half, they played so conservative in the first half. But hey, they were up 10 to 7, so that's nice. They try to be a little more aggressive in the second half, and that's good. But the decision-making by Andy Dalton and the intelligent defensive coordinating, (laughs) defensive placing of the players and the defensive sets and everything by San Diego dominated Cincinnati. The Bengals never scored another point in this game. Andrew Luck was throwing interceptions up the yin-yang. Andrew Luck, what am I talking about? Andy Dalton, pardon me, was throwing interceptions. You know, he only threw two interceptions, but it felt like he threw six. You know? It really did. And that's the sad part. In his postseason record, I believe he's got one touchdown and it's like seven interceptions so far in the postseason. So Andy Dalton has, as of right now, a regular season quarterback, and that's got to suck. And what's really funny is the touchdown that ended up putting the game on ice, even though it looked like San Diego was probably going to wrap this thing up anyway. They were pretty much in good shape. I mean, Ronnie Brown, I mean, I almost forgot he was still in the league. Remember when he was a number two overall pick by the Miami Dolphins back in two thousand one? Talk about a guy that never really lived up to the hype. I mean, what a mediocre player. He breaks through, even though I mean, as good as Cincinnati's defense was most of the game, but they, they just kind of slowly started to collapse. This one, Ronnie Brown went right down the right, right down the middle, and then rushed to the right and just took off fifty-eight yards to pay dirt. Ronnie Brown. It's like my goodness, how many how many times did you see him do that? Almost never. But he did it in this game. <laughs> I mean he only got hundred and fifty seven yards on the ground this season, an average of less than ten yards a game. Isn't that something? I mean Ronnie Brown, I, I seriously almost forgot he existed. I mean he was such a mediocre running back anyway with Miami. He was kind of a nice goal line threat at times there, but overall not really not nothing nothing blue chip about Ronnie Brown. I mean, one thousand only a single thousand yard season back in two thousand six. And uh that's it. Boy. Uh it was two thousand five that he went number one over or number two overall. Pardon me. I don't know why I said oh one. I'm thinking of someone else there. Sorry about that. Um Damian Tomlinson, actually. Wow. yeah, Ronnie Brown. What the hell? Terrible. Uh terrible for the uh terrible for Cincinnati, not Ronnie Brown. Terrible to see him run through them the way he did on that play. It was kinda of funny. And you could kinda of sense he was gonna have a good game. Because he really just There was just something about him the whole time that he was just, he just had more energy than I normally see out of him. Ryan Matthews was was okay. Danny Woodhead was valuable, but okay at the same time. Danny Woodhead's kind of like their version of Toby Gerhardt. Cincinnati, complete non-factors down the stretch. I think Sherman Lewis should be, you know, I think Sherman Lewis should be fired. I mean, you you get to the playoffs, you have a good season and everything. Now you're 0-4 in the playoffs. I think it's time to go. He's been there too long. I think Cincinnati needs maybe they ought to promote uh, Zimmer. That might be the direction Cincinnati should do. I think if Cincinnati's smart, they fire Sherman, uh, Sherman Lewis. It might, might call him Sherman Lewis, Marvin Lewis, excuse me, and promote Zimmer to, to head coach. Uh, that's what I would do. Uh, try to keep Jay Gruden, but if he goes, he goes, and then. Maybe try to recruit Scott Linehan if you're Cincinnati. Though I'd like the Vikings to do that <laughs> because Detroit has uh, fired uh, Schwartz, obviously. So maybe maybe you can s- get steal Scott Linehan away from Detroit. We'll we'll see. That's what I would do though if I was Cincinnati. I would say Marvin Lewis. It's been good, but we need to start winning some playoff games here, buddy. Got too much talent on this roster for that for this crap. So that's what I would say. I mean, th- this team has never done anything in the playoffs since 1988. And Marvin Lewis has made them a playoff team on occasion. <laughs> he's had some bad years, like Leslie Frazier, um, and and obviously like the like Childress and Tyson and stuff. He's had some bad years. So I definitely look at uh, a coaching change if I'm Cincinnati. And yes, after a division championship season, I'm sure they won't do it. But uh, you know what? Chicago fired Lovey Smith after a ten and six year. So sometimes enough's enough, guys. So. That's just the way I look at it. Marty Schottenheimer got fired after a 14-2 season. <laughs> so think about it. Marty Schottenheimer got fired after a 14-0 season, 14-2 zero season, fourteen season because they knew they were never going to go anywhere because he fails and fails and fails in the playoffs. Time for Cincinnati to do the same. Moving on to the game of the week, the game of the week. San Francisco and Green Bay, one of the new rivalries in the league the last couple years. And the same Team won. that's won every single time the last several get-togethers, and boy, oh boy, I have a big smile on my face right now. What a crazy NFC we have. You have crappy division champions like Green Bay and Philadelphia hosting games, and and really, and like potential powerhouses like San Francisco and New Orleans going on the road with their 12-4 and 4 records. Oh, man. San Francisco, I really like the, the energy they brought in uh, to start out the game, but then Green Bay started to score and I was like, oh boy, here we go, but San Francisco continued to respond. Every time Green Bay started punching San Francisco in the mouth, the 49ers responded and man, that was fun to see. Always love Anquan Bolden. He's my favorite receiver in football. Even though he's not the best receiver, he's my favorite. I would take him on the Vikings any day, any year, any time because he's so clutch, he's so tough, and you can always count on him and man, it's crazy how long it took that guy to get a ring, and he got it last year, and I hope he gets another one this year with, with uh, the other Harbaugh. <laughs> man, go 49ers in this postseason would be great. Um, one of the colder games in playoff history but did not, unfortunately, live up to uh, did not live up to Ice Bowl lore because it was it was a little bit above zero. So, I thought it was going to be colder with this polar vortex that came in, but It didn't happen until today when it was like 16 below. That would have beaten the Ice Bowl. But hey, Polar Vortex was a day late. So I'm sure a lot of the fans and players were grateful for that. (laughs) Oh, Polar Vortex, Polar Vortex. Where were you? But then again, I'm sure that might have... uh, I I don't even know who it would have helped. Because San Francisco seemed ready to go. And they did a good job. And they're obviously the better team. Green Green Bay... Did play pretty hard in this one, and San Francisco did struggle a bit. It was just one of those kind of games where obviously it was very cold and uncomfortable for the players, because playing in single-digit temperatures is not fun, especially when it's hovering around around zero, which it was. Um, so it's not going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, Frank Gore, Eddie Lacy did a good job most of the way. Overall, the one guy, though, that stood out on the ground more than anybody else was Colin Kaepernick. Extremely clutch, breaking loose for a 42-yarder that ended up setting up uh, <laughs> one of the field goals later in the game. Actually, touchdowns later in the game. The uh, the ultimate, yeah, the one that led to Colin Kaepernick hitting Vernon Davis to make it 20-17 to when the Packers had gained the lead. So Kaepernick in the fourth quarter. The Packers had no answer for him, running the ball <laughs> late in the game, especially on a fourth down play when the, the 49ers needed to get into field goal range, and they got it, boy. On a third down play, excuse me, Colin Kaepernick was able to break loose for a back-breaking 11-yard gain. That was awesome. (laughs) That was truly awesome, which ultimately set up the field goal for Mason, or excuse me, for Phil Dawson from only 33 yards out. It was closer than it needed to be, but luckily luckily the 49ers had already eaten up all the clock wisely, eaten it all up before they had Dawson kick it it barely made it but it made it <laughs> and the 49ers advanced to play the Carolina Panthers next week i think another that uh, a very epic game between those two is is uh, definitely going to be in the works it's going to be very similar so that's going to be leading into the previews but i ah, uh, san francisco they are gamers without a doubt colin Kaepernick ain't the prettiest thing out there throwing the ball but he is he's a gamer he's very clutch and boy, the Vikings could have used the uh, 49ers offensive coordinator Roman <laughs> going into uh, last year's postseason. <laughs> Just imagine the Vikings with uh, that spread offense with Joe Webb. Yeah, not that Webb is great or anything, but it would have been better than what uh, Mr. Musgrave drew up for Joe Webb, which is Christian Ponder's offense. It did absolutely nothing. So, yeah, didn't fit the, uh, the quarterback. So... Great job by Kaepernick down the stretch. Clutch, and that will prove valuable for the 49ers as long as he can stay healthy and not make mistakes. He only, I mean, he did throw one interception in the game, and it was really frustrating. Just, oh, man. But uh, overall, a cold game that was played (laughs) very tight the whole way, but the 49ers got the job done. Thank God for that, for all of us that hate the Green Bay Packers, and uh, I actually like San Francisco as well. I don't just hate the Packers, so gotta like what took place in this one alright so we will conclude the game reviews for the time being take a break and we will come back and preview the divisional round and of course get to your fan interaction in the final segment, be back right after this Shop on Amazon. Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to the sportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting the sportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 162, which will be always a reminder for those of you listening on your mobile devices, your iPhones, your iPods, your iPads, or your Android phones, Android (laughs) devices, tablets, all that good stuff. Always got to like that. Surf Windows surface, all that. But yeah, for Apple devices, simply find us on iTunes, type in Purple Mafia in the iTunes store. For Android devices, download the Double Twist app or something else like that. But Double Twist is the main one that I know about. And then type on the podcast section. Search for Purple Mafia on there for your Android device. So you can listen on Apple or Android. And of course on Windows, you can even find us on in the Windows Store for Windows devices, Windows phones. And Blackberry Phones as well, same situation there. So rock and roll. Time to get to the preview section. The yes, sir. So we have a Saturday-Sunday extravaganza yet again this week. This is probably my favorite week for the postseason because the first round, you weed out the junk. You know, as much as I like Cincinnati and all that good stuff and Philadelphia and all that, I like them and all that, but, but they're junk. You know, you kind of... <laughs> I stupidly picked Cincinnati to win. I kind of thought San Diego was going to be junk, but they're they're always kind of funny like that. They always seem to they always seem to find a way to advance. And boy, is it going to be interesting to see what happens yeah, in Denver? That'll be the fourth of these four games. Always love the division round because in when it's the conference finals, those games are unbelievable and so important. But it's just one day and just two games. So, Divisional Round is just awesome. It's really fun to see who gets shaped up in the conference championship rounds uh, next week. So, here we go. We open up Saturday afternoon, 3.35 Central Time. The New Orleans Saints head to Seattle? (sighs) Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt who's going to win this one. Um, Seattle Seahawks. Paul Tuner vs. Caniff and Sebastian Balls. He's not a well, Sebastian's not a Seahawks fan, but he's around the Seahawks now. Maybe he'll be slightly intrigued. Maybe they'll be his second favorite team or something. But uh, I think the Seahawks get to business and take care of New Orleans this time around. Yet again, they beat New Orleans when they were seven and nine, and New Orleans was what twelve and four or something one year, or eleven and five, something like that. Why the hell would Seattle lose this game? If they did, I'd be absolutely shocked. A lot of people, including myself, think think Seattle is just about unbeatable at home. (laughs) There's one team, one team only, that I think can beat them in their house. And even they will have a hell of a time doing it, though, because their record there is not so good either. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. We aren't there yet. We'll find out next week if that's what's going to (laughs) happen. We will see indeed. But I do think the Seattle Seahawks do take care of business in this one. I think we're looking at something like a... I mean, Seattle, they're funky, you know. But I I think we're looking at like a 27 to... It's going to be something like 27 to like 17 type of game. It's not going to be high scoring. I don't think so watch, It'll be 44 to 38, but no. Seattle's not really a high scoring team. Um, But this is definitely a strong, strong year for Seahawks getting the, uh, I, I I think the Seahawks score 27 and the, and the Saints get 17. That's what I'm going to go with, 27-17 in favor of the Seahawks in this one. They crushed the Saints earlier in the year, in fact, not that long ago, but it won't be as close. The Saints will be a little more familiar with them than in the past, but, yeah, Seattle is going to win this football game, as do many people, as many people do believe. So, Yes, that will be my final thing. Seahawks win by 10 at home. So now we head to New England with the New, with the New England Colts, no, New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. That'll be a fun one. 7:15 Saturday night on CBS. Oh yeah. That is going to be fun. Saturday night extravaganza. Oh my, this game could go either way. I mean, this is going to be a fun one. Oh, it's going to be very pivotal. Pivotal too because Here's my prediction, folks. Here's my prediction. Are you ready for it? The winner of this game will represent the NFC or AFC in Super Bowl, whatever it is. No, I'm just kidding, in the Super Bowl. They will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying they're gonna win it or anything, but New England or Indianapolis are going to the Super Bowl this year, not Denver or San Diego. I'm saying that here and here and now. Yes, at the beginning of the year I picked Denver, so my original prediction will stand as it is, but my my as we go prediction—that's what this is. My as we go prediction has the winner of this game going to the Super Bowl. Um, boy, the Patriots have hung on all year despite one injury after another. They lost Gronkowski. Now Gr- Gronkowski, as good as he is, has never been clutch. Eh, from what I can, from what I can tell, uh, <laughs> um, boy, that's just weird. Seeing the uh, the Colts have Darius Hayward Bay—that's pretty funny. Now they obviously lost. Uh, Reggie Wayne as well. That was really, really crucial for them. But it's like, man, you look at the Patriots, and it's like, my God, who do they have? They have Tom Brady, yes, and Ryan Mallett's the backup. Ugh. Ridley, yeah, Ridley's the, the running back. Wow. Bill Ridley. <laughs> um, Boy, uh, the Colts had so much momentum. So much freaking momentum because of the Chiefs game. I don't want to pick this because I'd love to see the Patriots go back to the Super Bowl again. Unfortunately, they probably wouldn't win it the way the way things are adding up in my mind. But um, I'm going to go with... Boy, I, I, I'm going to go with the Colts in this one. I, I don't want to at all. And I did have the Colts in the AFC Championship, so I'm going to continue with that prediction. The Indianapolis Colts will defeat the New England Patriots in Boston or in the Meadowlands or whatever we like to call it. Not the Meadowlands. What am I talking about? <laughs> I'm just losing my mind right now. Oh, the Colts, the Colts, the Colts. I think the Colts do get this one done, though. Um, oh man, this is just going to be something else. It, it really is. Andrew Luck, I think, is going to pass for a lot in this one, even though the, the Patriots do have a lot of uh, a lot of talent and all that good stuff in Gillette, uh, Gillette Stadium. Though, I think is where this is going to be by the way at Gillette Stadium of course like I'm trying to say I'm getting weird here. The Colts I just think there's too much momentum on their side right now which I think could carry them to the Super Bowl. Again I don't think they're going to win it (laughs) which is a huge spoiler but um, the Colts I do think pull this one out. I think they're going to score a lot. I think this is going to be a high scoring one actually believe it or not but uh, more in favor of the Colts. Something like I'm going to go with 31 for for Indianapolis to 24, 31 to 24. So a semi-high-scoring game. Colts win 31-24 in. Yes, sir, in the Meadowlands. Yes, I think they get it done. I do indeed. So unfortunately, the New England Patriots just—it's just, it's just going to—they're just not going to have enough weapons, not enough firepower to compete with the Colts, who are a team on a mission right now in the AFC. Moving right along here to... A fun one. Yes, sir. A very fun one. In fact, this one... Could be... Could be very pivotal for the future year of the postseason. Carolina Panthers at 12-4. and 4, Host the 12-4. and 4. San Francisco 49ers. Oh, my. This is going to be a really good one. Two very similar teams, actually. Athletic quarterbacks. Um, what's-his-name? Old what's-his-name? <laughs> With Carolina... It, is a better passer, though, which uh, that's going to help, I think, Carolina, but at the same time, Cam Newton is not tested in the postseason. In fact, most of these Carolina Panthers are not tested in the postseason. I mean, they've they've been to the playoffs semi-recently, but I mean, it's been a little while. Not since uh, Cam Newton took over, so I don't think the Carolina Panthers are as good as they've been, and they've been on one hell of a run this year, but I got a feeling that they're going to run into a wall called the San Francisco 49ers this time around, and it's not just because I like the 49ers, it's because I think they also are a team on a mission, they, and their coach is just, <laughs> I mean, he, he gets this team ready to play no matter what, no matter who they're playing, no matter where they're playing, no matter who's, who's healthy and who isn't, the San Francisco 49ers get it done like nobody else, and... I have so much respect for that franchise, as much as I absolutely admire what the Carolina Panthers have done this year. When they came into the Metrodome with a one and three record, looked like a dog coming into that building. It's like, oh yeah, Vikings! Will, Vikings take care of business here. They might get right back into the hunt here for the postseason. Maybe we'll finish nine and seven, ten and six, and who knows? Maybe we could have some fun. Matt Castle will be quarterback, and then we all know how crazy things went after an awful game against Carolina. Next thing you know, the Carolina Panthers just keep winning games, and it's like, oh, I guess they really were a good team. But, unfortunately, I do think it's going to be a bitter end for the Carolina Panthers in this one. A bitter end, meaning it's going to be a very close game, a lot like the Packer game. I think it's going to be a lot of back and forth between two very good defensive teams, and I think the 49ers win another road game and a in a... 27-24. to 24. This is going to be very tightly contested. Another game that's going to come down to the last drive or so, and the 49ers will get it done. Either the 49ers will score in the final drive, or they will stop the Carolina Panthers on their final drive. It'll be one or the other. Uh, 49ers are just so clutch, They're they and they are so competitive, and they, they just get it done. I mean, Frank Gore gets the yards he needs to get, Vernon Davis makes the big catches. Colin Kaepernick rushes for first downs or touchdowns. I don't think Carolina is going to get it done. Enquim Bolden makes just the most clutch catches you'll ever see. San Francisco will get it done in Carolina, regardless of the very tough conditions. Or, yeah, regardless of uh, how good Carolina is. It's not tough conditions, but very uh, how very talented that team truly has become the past couple years with a lot of nice drafts. So, there it is. 24-27 in favor of San Francisco. They advanced to the NFC championship game. And now the Denver Broncos and the San Diego Chargers, boy, oh boy, this is a toughie <laughs> This is a tough one because San Diego is they're they're legit. Um they're and they're on a nice little run. They're on a very nice little run. And they have some nice talented young guys. They have some nice talented veterans. They have Leron McLean as a fullback, <laughs> which is cool. Former Baltimore Raven, you know, he's not going to do all that much, but he does fill a nice role. He helped Baltimore do a lot of good things the last several years. Ryan Matthews and and, uh, Danny Woodhead have been very good for uh, San Diego. Not dominant, but good. They formed a very nice uh, tandem. In fact, a three-headed monster at running back, a lot like the New York Giants years ago with Earth, Wind, and Fire, actually, where nobody really was spectacular, but they were all good you know and uh, they all got the job done like Ronnie Brown didn't put up great numbers in the regular season but boy he was he he, he got it done yesterday against Cincinnati uh, Denver's a a better team than Cincinnati but it's probably not going to be the warmest day in the world in in Denver in the Mile High Stadium and all that good stuff or whatever they call it now sports authority field I'll just call it Mile High hell with that that's <laughs> so boring um, no offense to the Sports Authority, we, we'll we'll take you as a sponsor if you'd like to hop on board. <laughs> um, San Diego charges heading into Denver in a winnable game. They've proven they can win on the road. They've proven they can win if it's warm or cold. They're not a team that's uh, phased very easily. They have a nice coach. They're well coached all around. Ken Wisenhunt is clutch. I got a sneaky feeling that San Diego could win this game Boy, I really have a feeling they could win this thing. I I, I think it's like a 50-50, honest to God. It, It all depends on Peyton Manning, obviously, who's as good a passer as there is, particularly in the regular season. If he shows up to play this time around, I mean, there's no doubt Denver wins, but if he comes out flat and shaky and wobbly like he did last year against the Baltimore Ravens, this could be another Baltimore Ravens type of game because San Diego is tough. They are a tough bunch of sons of biscuits. They really are. So, this is a fifty-fifty type of pick'em type of game. Um, oh boy, boy, oh boy! I mean, might as well, might as well go on the, might as well go on a limb here because <laughs> I'm going to go on a limb because San Diego is, you know, there, there, there's going to be a funny team in the NFC. Uh, or in in the conference finals this year, and there usually is, you know, like Chicago a couple years ago. Chicago and Green Bay were both funny, um, so I'll have San Diego defeating the Denver Broncos in Denver. Peyton Manning does it again, lets down the Denver Bronco fans. So watch the so watch the Broncos win like thirty seven to, to zero or something. Watch it'll be something like that, but <laughs> but uh, there's a sneaky feeling San Diego can win this one, so I'm I'm gonna go with it. I mean, I'm not telling you to bet money or anything, so this is just a football show. We can all make crazy predictions. i got a sneaky feel that San Diego is going to get it done because they're tough. So there it is. San Diego is going to win this thing by a score of... Boy, they're going to score. They're going to score in this one. We'll go 31-27. 31-27, San Diego finds a way to beat the Denver Broncos in a surprisingly high-scoring game. Where John Elway, yeah right where uh, the other John Elway Peyton Manning throws some interceptions in this one and Phillip Rivers puts up the numbers and the running backs of San Diego do well again there it is, Chargers are off to the AFC Championship game to play the Colts and the 49ers and Seahawks meet up in a ultra competitive divisional rivalry (laughs) NFC Championship game, ooh that is going to be fun Here we go. We're going to take a break. We will close the show with fan interaction right after this. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, which is a reminder for those of you on your mobile devices. Thank you again for checking out the show. And don't be afraid to interact with me on the Facebook page, which is Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia, Purple Mafia Show. Uh, and on Twitter, it's at Purple Mafia Show. You can interact with me on there. And there is the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. All right. So, on to the Facebook page and on to your reactions to some of the news that I was posting on here. Uh, I'm just I was saying how yeah, I posted it off several hours late for the Aaron Henderson, but whatever. It's more about getting interaction than breaking news. Brett McCarthy echoing a lot of what a lot of a, a lot of how we all feel <laughs> about Aaron Henderson's second DUI and Just a few days, practically. It's like, what the bleep? Uh, Brett McCarthy saying, don't need him. He's a loser. Some guys just don't get it. (laughs) I agree. Stephen A. Smith was making fun of me for saying Anderson. I can't believe that didn't change. Ouch. So, yep, it was Henderson. My phone came up as Anderson. I must have bumped something. That was embarrassing. Stephen responding with, Joey, been there, done that. Certainly a lot of news in the last few hours. Loved your last show. Good stuff, and thank you so much to you, and that is awesome of you to say. Mark Carlson saying, what? But the party boat isn't even in the water. Ah, that's funny. Brian Miller says, can you say bye-bye? Yes, we can, Brian. And Dave Hickey saying, what a dipshit. Pardon my language. No, <laughs> I, I threw it in the fire, part. Of the pardon my language. He says, he isn't smart enough to call a cab or a friend. I'm sure his fellow... Dip bleep Chris Cook. We'll be will be in some newspaper report for the wrong reasons soon. I hope both these players find their way off the team. I think Adi Cole and Sean Prater are better players that have more drive. Can't agree more on that, Dave Hickey. Um, neither one of them should be back, and i got to think neither one of them will be back. There, there's no doubt about it. It's a complete joke. Um... I'll try to throw in a little bit of quick stuff about when I was saying scratch color off the list. It's not really Viking related anyway. But uh, Pamela Kaplan saying, skull. I'm glad. Banner may saying, he wasn't on my list. Uh, Pamela making fun of me a little bit saying, oh, you're funny. When I was saying, I was just saying for whoever had him there. <laughs> Brent Jacobson saying, would McCown be attractive to the Vikings or is he Matt Castle 2.0? I think he's better than McC- uh, Matt Castle, actually, Brent, in my humble opinion. David Longfield saying, I agree with Todd and Pamela. He wasn't on my wish list. More like scratch and dent list. That was good. <laughs> Sebastian's saying, color is a piece of aging bleep. But no, I agree with Brent Jacobson. I'm kind of sad that I didn't respond to that one. Brett McCarthy saying, yeah, he hasn't done anything. EJ got arrested again. Bye-bye, dumbbell. But it was actually Aaron, but we get the, the guest. Brett saying, yeah, some guys don't know what they got. Let Cole start. Um, Mark saying, he wasn't on my wish list, and I'm glad to cross him off. Thanks, Mr. Paladino Joey. Dave Hickey wrapping up this thread saying, I've never been a big fan of Cutler. He kind of reminds me of Favre Romo or old school Jeff George. (laughs) Yes, they were all cocky, arrogant, but losers, except for Favre. He just couldn't win one for the Vikings. Yeah, I see what you mean about uh, Cutler. Yeah, no. Cutler really hasn't done anything. I mean, they got to the NFC title game, but yeah, then he was hurt right away and didn't do anything. All kinds of rumors on that one. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave this thread alone. Uh, we'll leave, uh, so now we talk about Leslie Frazier going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wanda Shepard saying, "Good for him. Glad he glad he gets the glad if he gets the role." Chris Porter saying need a quarterback there. Ponder, isn't it? Do you draft one? It's like, yeah, I gotta think so. Chris Porter of uh, the dot fame, yes sir. Patty, Patty saying I'm happy for him. Dave Vicky saying congrats to Les Frazier on getting a job right away after his dismissals from the Vikings. Let's see how many former Vikings and free agents end up in Tampa. Yeah, some, 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 somebody's gonna wind up there. Maybe some of the assistants. Maybe. Uh, Mike Singletary, who knows? It'll be a Bears reunion over there, won't it? It'll be a bear of a time in Tampa. Brad McCarthy saying good for him. Brent Jacobson also saying good for him. However, I don't see him working out well unless he drops the cover too. Yes. Absolutely, Brent. Very, very astute there. I agree with that. Matt Emer out of the UK. Haven't heard from him in a while. Great guy and nice to hear from you again. He says they're going to be a tough team next season, and I'd much rather live in sunny sunny Tampa. <laughs> I could hear you. I could hear you on that. Uh, Brett saying that's true. John Melzer saying it will work out just fine now if we could get rid of the real problem. Yeah, would that be Christian Ponder or or uh, Mr. Mr. Must uh, Mr. Musgrave Mr. Uh, Spielman? I'm thinking he means Spielman there. Malcolm saying should work out great for Tampa. Ryan Best saying, I'm jealous, I wanted Frazier to stay and be our defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah, 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 in a perfect world that would be kind of cool, but obviously that's probably never been, just about never been done maybe in the old days, and also that Tampa too, I just had enough of that anyway so, it just didn't work out too good. Then um, I posted something about I posted a video on here that some of you may have liked, uh, back in uh, from, from YouTube where it was showing back in 1982, when the Vikings and Cowboys played, um, the Metrodome had torn for the second time where a crane had ripped it when they were trying to clean off uh, snow off the roof in December 1982, so thought I'd post that up there. Stephen A. Smith seemed to like it. He says, uh, we, we couldn't get off the field on third down then either. <laughs> was awesome looking back at those names. Uh, oh, I bet it was. Steven's saying it was just happy. It it was. I mean, I, I was just happy. It wasn't the Dorsett 99-yard touchdown run that has been etched in my mind for eternity. Ooh, yep, that's true. Tony Dorsett. Remember him? Remember him, guys. Remember Tony Dorsett. Yes, yes. Oh, Tony Dorsett. Oh, look at you. And then I posted it. Yeah, I stole. A, I stole a couple of photos from Brent Jacobson. <laughs> I'm sorry, Brent, but yeah, I posted them on the Purple Mafia page because um. I thought he might have posted him eventually, anyway. But I figured I'd beat him to it and put him on there. <laughs> uh, one was saying my two favorite teams are the Vikings and whoever plays the Packers. Matt Emer asking where can I get this. Um, I would just Google it, I suppose, because I've seen it before. Because I'm, but that's about what I'd say. Just, just Google it. So we'll leave that as is. Uh, one more, well, one more picture, and then I'll get to a couple of final comments. Where, uh, yep, the, the cheese grater image is back. This time at the cheese grater image of the San Francisco 49ers on Lambeau Field with a lot of grated cheese with the Packer logo in the middle. That was fun. Love having that. And, uh, oh, I hit the wrong button. Apologize for this. Uh, <laughs> gotta love it. Boy, I'm gonna miss the Metrodome, by the way, as I see that in the background. Matthew Kyle was, uh, I'm getting someone else to look at it. Robin Sullivan saying love love it, and Brett McCarthy saying yeah. So there you go. A couple more comments here too. get to just only a couple here. Yeah, not much more. Brent, Schick, nope, that was already read in the last show. Here we go. Just two. Mark Carlson saying, "Hey Joey, please say hello to Carly Eliza Kroonjay. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly is a very serious Viking fan, yes, from Io, who I have watched many games with. I think she will like to join in the fun on Facebook and the show. Welcome, Carly. And yes, I do say welcome aboard, Carly, and she says thanks. Mark Carlson said, we are watching the Eagles and Saints game and talking about John Randall. Hmm. wonder where that connection came from with the Eagles and Saints, other than I suppose it was a defensive game. Brett McCarthy throwing in love watching the pack go down. I second that in a big, big way. Big way. Uh, okay, where were we? Always oh, lots of stuff. Oh, here we go. Dave Martin saying, happy 2014, my friend. Keep up the good work this year. Let's hope the Muppet gets it right with a new head coach. <laughs> yeah, he is a Muppet, isn't he? Uh, uh, Rick Spielman. Stephen A. Smith, who also on Twitter now, saying, uh, Kaluwe's sequel... Beautifully disgruntled spark, sparkle ponies. Yeah, yep. Talk about disgruntled. That guy is a bit, a bit much. Yes. Regardless of your political affiliation, the guy is annoying. Even Dan Barrero agrees with that one and uh, yeah. Alright, Sam Gupta was saying, just finished the last episode. Great job. Thank you for all your hard work during a difficult season. Better times are ahead. Thank you very much for that, Sam. That was very much appreciated what you had to say there. Yep, it has been a tough year, and I have worked hard, so it's nice to be recognized for that. This this is not as easy as people might think. You have no idea. Some people out there have no idea. Um, Sam continuing saying, yeah, the right coach and right players for the outdoors I'm sure better times are ahead. The wills will make sure of that. Yeah, I mean, this is their chance to get the coach thing thing right. They didn't rush and get another Childress, so that's good. At least we hope they didn't. <laughs> but no, they didn't rush. That's for sure. As fun as that was that year, we thought, oh, we must be getting somebody really good. Oh, yep, he was with the Eagles. Here we go. Oh, goody! And within like a couple days, it was like, this is <laughs> good job. It's a, you know, it was a joke. Purple Purple Rari uh, says, shout out to Purple Mafia Show. Please give them a follow to be entertained. Thanks. Oh, thank you for that. Do appreciate it. I did, I did follow. Uh, I did give that person a follow. So, indeed. And that about wraps it up. Just got some new followers and do appreciate everyone for that. And um, there you go. So now it's time to get to the Star Awards here. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting one. Um, go from the bronze up if I can. Boy, eh, there lots of different comments, lots of things people had to say on here. Um, uh, whew, Dave Hickey had some really good stuff to say about the cook and stuff. So he will get uh, at least the bronze star. This is where it gets hard. I should write it down more <laughs> along the way. But, um, yeah, Dave Hickey's going to get the bronze for sure. So from there, um man, I am going to go with the silver star for Sam Gupta is going to get the silver star from the Twitter, really appreciate the nice things he had to say, it was very cool so Hickey with the bronze, Gupta with the silver, and the gold is going to Stephen A. Smith, some really good comments this time around, so here you go Stephen it is gold star time Really appreciate a lot of things you guys offered. Always <laughs> star material on here from all of you. Very cool. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Really appreciate all of, everything was that was mentioned on here. And thank you all for listening for this through this season. And we will continue to cover the postseason. I'm going to try to get Dylan next week. We'll see if I can get him yeah he his his phone was in repairs. So I remember last week I was like where has Dylan been? It's been like a couple, like a week or two. I can't even text him anymore, but yeah, his phone's in repair, and it's you know it's one of those things where it takes time so i gotta imagine that's frustrating for him so yeah, <laughs> it's just the way it goes i guess i mean there's hmm, what are you gonna do Oh, man. Uh, Brent Jacobson will also tie for the the bronze star for what he said about the cover, too. So there it was. Yep. I knew I was forgetting somebody, so you will tie with uh, Dave Hickey for bronze there. Congratulations there, Brent. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get Dylan on the next show. He's, of course, a Bears fan, but a overall gigantic football fan. An old-school football fan. Lots of knowledge. Loves the game. Everything. So a perfect perfect fit for this show whenever possible always love to have them on <laughs> and um, always appreciate those of you commenting though you really help get get me through this show it's uh it's a pleasure to, to have you on board and keep keep commenting all of you that have been doing so I really appreciate you so yes facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show and then at purple Mafia show for Twitter and the call line is 209-736-7877. Don't forget to go to thesportstuff.com. There are other nice shows on there as well, like the Courts uh, Crossover Podcast, of course. The New York Knicks, Brooklyn Nets. Rusty and PMAC out of Australia host an awesome show. Regardless if you like the Knicks or Nets, it is an awesome, worthwhile show to listen to. And regardless if you like the Minnesota Timberwolves or Minnesota Wild, I bring you, I give you as much effort as I can. If you like my effort on this show, you will like it on Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild as well. Because you might, maybe some of you do like hockey or basketball, like the Timberwolves or the Wild. So do check that out. So I do offer those shows as well. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will be back next week to review some divisional round football and preview the AFC and NFC Championship Games. Oh my, I love the month of January. Stay warm, everybody. The Polar Vortex will be ending very soon because they, they only last like two to three days, so basically the polar vortex. It comes down from the poles due to something, something pushing them down. I believe it's warm air on the other side of the earth pushes it down, downward, (laughs) and it happens once in a while, and then it brings insanely cold temperatures to a vast uh, area. So that's basically what's taking place. That's your weather update. (laughs) But luckily, yeah, it doesn't last that long, so obviously this weekend's going to be nice and warm. So, Just in time to watch some football where we won't be freezing as much this time around. (laughs) All right, do take care, everybody. Do enjoy the upcoming week, and we'll be back soon.